Big Nuts! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Make my day. Best day we wore here. That's Brad. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Wonderful. Welcome to Facing Off, podcast where we share our opinions about two movies we find to be similar and we compare, contrast, and rate them. I am Gabe, one of your hosts. And I am Nick, your other host. Your co host. Yeah, thanks for getting us killed by the monster. At the uh, it of this. was it was no problem at all. Um, this uh, can of kombucha was um, a priority for me. Hard kombucha, uh, cool man. How has everything been with you since we last spoke? Uh, since we as last, if we didn't talk we every single don't day. Talk so. every day. Uh, yeah, it was. It's good. My everything's good. Yeah, I mean, I you know I get breaks off from work sometimes, and they're good. Breaks are good. Breaks, Breaks are, are good. good. Pills are good. <laughs> Breaks are good. Nice. Um, yeah, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Doing yeah. all right. Getting uh, ready for the holiday season. You done your Christmas shopping? Oh, I need to. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Started thinking about that the other day, and I was like, uh oh. I feel like as a Jew, I should be off the hook, like buying my Christian brother and his family their presents. But you know what? I, I like to spoil people. I'm a generous gal, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I guess let's just, like, get into this, right? Let's talk about the two movies that we're going to be facing off today. And yeah, then you absolutely. can give us a synopsis. Yeah. So, we're not experts on these, but we are going to spoil these movies. So, if you do not want spoilers for A Quiet Place or Bird Box, stop now. Because I'm about to spoil them. Uh, so, this spoilers. afternoon, like I said, this afternoon, we're going to discuss Bird Box and A Quiet Place. These are two movies in which the heroes of the movies must mute one of their senses in order to survive a doomsday scenario. Uh, in A Quiet Place, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, uh, Krablonsky, as we'll call them, must, <laughs> must help their small family navigate a future in which the Demogorgons from Stranger Things take ear steroids and hitchhike to Earth on a meteoroid. Meteoroid? Meteorite? Meteorite. Yeah. Meteorite. Right. Meteorite. Right. Is that how it happens? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pay attention. Dude, to that. it's okay. in the it's in the newspapers. Uh, oh. Uh, there, the demigorgons on ear steroids eat everyone who makes too much noise. So if uh, they were here right now, Gabe would be the first one dead for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I talk <laughs> way too loud. I I am an idiot. John Krasinski sacrifices himself so his daughter, who is deaf, uh, can kill all the monsters with shitty homemade hearing aids. Uh, so that's that's a quiet place. Uh, Bird Box is the story of Julia Roberts helping her child and another lady's child navigate a world in Julia which... Julia Roberts? It's Sandra Julia Bullock. Roberts. Oh my god, it's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote this uh, yeah. I wrote this before I, I wasn't really paying attention That's great. much. That's Go hilarious. back. <laughs> it's definitely Julia Roberts. It's a same. Sandra Bullock. They're the yeah, same lady. Sandra Bullock. So Bird Box is actually the story of Sandra Bullock helping her child and another lady's child, possibly Julia Roberts' child, who knows, yeah. navigate a world in which the Dementors from Harry Potter take the invisible serum from the Hollow Man and, <laughs> and then try and cleanse the earth of anyone who sees them. So if you're unlucky enough to see the, the invisible Dementors... They give you uh, like vanity contact lenses from a costume store, and then you kill yourself. So Sandra Bullock gets through it eventually by joining a bunch of blind people in like a blind safe haven. It's a stupid movie. Um, so I wrote a stupid synopsis in which I didn't even know the name of the lead actress. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why we are comparing these two uh, is that basically... Like, the common theme is that we're in a world where monsters or aliens are around and they will kill you if you don't eliminate one of your senses, essentially. Yeah, you gotta mute a sense you gotta mute or a you sense. get dead. And so, I know someone's out there, they're like, hey guys, why aren't you gonna do The Happening versus A Quiet Place or The Happening versus Turd Box? 
Uh, I mean, Bird Box. Uh, <laughs> and the reason we're not doing that is just because these two movies are pretty relevant for last year. Um, they were two of the most popular films last year, the most talked about ones. And they're pretty similar when you break them down. You know, yeah. it's kind of a common theme. There's another one on Netflix, I, I think, called The Silence with Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Tucci Gang. Tucci Gang. It looks uh, like that one looks like uh, the like the birds from from the movie The Birds don't have any feathers and also yeah. have more teeth, but they kill you if you talk too much. Did you watch it? I no. haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, we our original draft of this this was going to include all three of those these movies or four. We were going to do or like four, a big but clusterfuck. But I uh, we didn't even have we didn't even have the stomach to rewatch all of Bird Box. So yeah, I don't we think there's stopped any way halfway could, through. Yeah. I, it we'll get into that. It's absurd. Um, so let's break these movies down. So first, yes. our rating scale on how we rate our movies is one to seven. One being lowest and seven being highest. Four in the middle. Um, and we are going to use five categories that we actually used in our horror episode mm-hmm. uh, when we did Hereditary versus Rosemary's Baby. Uh, in case you didn't listen to that, that's okay. Uh, those are both movies that um, some people just don't really want to watch. Um, we will reiterate what those are, but we're going to be doing eye candy, actoring, originality legacy and spooktacularity Ooh. so nick uh let's start it off with eye candy you want to dive into the river oh we're gonna dive right into let's that river blindfolded right dude Woo. Uh, so let's start with a quiet place okay eye candy Shh. yeah okay uh, eye candy, just to reiterate, <laughs> uh, is all the visual elements of the movie, uh, you know, whether it was visually stunning in any way, cinematography, CGI, um, landscape, uh, landscape. <laughs> production design, <laughs> costuming, uh, what's, yeah, so let's start with greenery. Yeah. Uh, shine shoes. Shine uh, shoes. Okay, so let's do eye candy for uh, A Quiet Place. For A Quiet Place. Okay. Why don't you start? Okay, so my rating for uh, for eye candy in The Quiet Place is a five. Yeah. Is that what you gave it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, we agree. And so I'm going to make a point here and cool. when we talk about Bird Box, but I gave... Make a few points. I gave Quiet Place a five because there is nothing wrong with it from like a visual standpoint. Obviously... In the movie, you're like this the sense that is muted. Actually, you really don't have to mute a sense. Like you just can't you shouldn't talk or make sound. Yeah, I guess it's not a sense. It's yeah, just like it's just your your stupid mouth hole shouldn't yeah. be so loud all it's the time. It's like one of the monkey emojis where the emoji is like, yeah, you know, what's like, covering its see mouth. See no evil, hear no evil, say no it's evil. It's like <gasps> but it covers its mouth. It's like that one. Yeah. Um but like from a visual standpoint, there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's engaging. There's a cool. There's the my favorite scenes like from like just the, to watch are the ones where you see the um, the like surveillance footage. Yeah, at their their home when and Emily like, Blunt is watching this. Yeah, you can see the yeah. monsters are like the very end. We see them all like running up. Like the monsters look like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. Like they very much yeah. do. Mixed but, with, like, they have the hands of the prawns in District 9. Yes. Yeah, they have, like, those big... And it's kind of a cool monster design. Like It is. When it's I first, random. When I first... Yeah, when I first watched the movie, I didn't think that they'd show the monsters so much because of the way it was uh, advertised. But you end up seeing, like, a lot more of the monsters in, a, yeah. like, a very intimate way, like, in more of the movie. And it's a, it's a pretty cool monster design, but it's not anything, like, insane, um, or like especially spectacular, but it is uh, like the way they do the monsters is is very very interesting and like I don't know I I really like I really like this movie yeah uh, and I don't think there's anything visually that is uh, like a, a negative. However, it's not spectacular. That's why I gave it a five. Your turn. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I think it's visually cool. I gave it a five as well, which is slightly above average. Um, I would say the reason why I did that is just because I think it's a really good use of budget. This movie was made with a $17 million budget, That's which awesome. is honestly incredible. Do you know how much money it made? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to talk about that in Legacy. I think it, it, just to talk about like how, how it's panned out well. The 
Kroblonsky has real thick wallets now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're making a sequel that's coming out probably next year. Oh, that's year. right. Yes. Uh, so All we'll right, get cool. into that. But um, I think it's a re- expert use of budget. Like $17 million is the same as like, it, it's like $1 million more than Dude Wears My Car. And mm-hmm. Dude Wears My Car like <laughs> visually aged poorly. Whereas I don't think any of this is going to age poorly. I think the cinematography, it's not spectacular in any way, but it's good. There are really cool shots. Like when Emily Blunt is going through the house um, when she's in labor and the monster's coming in, like it's really well shot with tracking shots. Very tense. Um, I do think that the monsters look kind of dumb in some ways, like kind of cool and kind of dumb. It's definitely. It, it, the way that their face like separates is almost dumb. I yeah. liked it more the second time I watched them because I, I thought the same the first time that they look kind of dumb. I agree. Yeah, I just ahead. didn't get the design. Um, but it is kind of it, it's like half dumb and half cool the way that the face like separates and vibrates off when it's hearing sounds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a good use of uh, it, it's a good use of budget. I think the reason why that their budget is that low and they were able to do it is there's only four actors in the movie. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, two of them are child actors, so you could pay them nothing. They're six. Oh, there's the old man that yells and Oh yeah. And the death, the the first child. Oh yeah, that's true. Fuck that kid. Um, yeah. And there's also like virtually no soundtrack. So you like really don't need to spend a lot. All right. So let's move on to, that's a five from both of us. Let's move on to bird box. It's a one because, It's a one because, I mean, I would honestly give it one a zero. Out of seven. And it's a one. Brutal. It's a one out of seven because I want to make a point. I want to make a point. The monsters in Quiet Place are not spectacular. They are interesting. They are serviceable. The monsters in Bird Box are not interesting. They are not serviceable. They're non-existent. They are non-existent for most of the movie. It's just floating leaves. Yeah, and it's like. It's such a bad, it was such a bad call for that to be how the monsters were presented. Like I can imagine them sitting down and plotting this out and thinking like, oh, it's going to be so mysterious and so interesting to have these like non-existent monsters. That's going to be so awesome. And it just does not translate. It ends up looking so stupid and so uninteresting and it pulls you out of the movie because you're not engaged by these, what could be very scary monsters. The The effect yeah. they have on people is terrifying and it's not presented in a terrifying way. It's almost campy or distracting. Yeah, I agree. I think they kind of like dug themselves a little hole when they did that. I'm going to give it a two. I don't think it's visually creative in any way. No. It's not necessarily awful to look at. I do. I have to point out, this is something that bothers me. I don't like the lighting in it. The lighting kind of makes it seem like a fake movie. Uh, like everything, it, it, it's it's dark and it has certain colors that ju- it just doesn't work well for my eyes. Okay. Um, I, the, I can I can kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. The cinematographer's name is uh, Salvatore Totino, and he did. Um, uh, you need to put some. You need the, to put. You need to put a little oregano on that, dude. Salvatore Totino, <laughs> uh, dude. That's like racist. I'm sorry to all you Italians listening to us. Um, he did. He did Spider. <laughs> he did Spider-Man: Homecoming and Everest, which are both like visually pretty clever movies. They're they're well done. Um, yeah. I just think it's kind of basic. It none of the visual aspects of it add to the mystery, and that hurts no, the movie. Not at all. This is only a nineteen point eight million dollar budget, which I'm very shocked that Netflix did that. It ended up being one of their most. How you much know, did they pay Julia Roberts though? She's not in it. They paid her. They paid her ten million not to be in this movie. Uh, uh, it is strange. I think most of that money went to the cast. The cast is crazy, so we should definitely talk about acting next. Yeah. Um, so that I'm gonna give it a two. I I think one one scene that doesn't work for me is like when chaos ensues in the town once they leave <laughs> the yeah. hospital. It looks horrible with all the like it's explosions. So it's so fast. It's so fast. It it looks weird. The, I don't know. Let's move the on. The dementors that take the hollow man serum. <laughs> They're essentially dementors, except yeah. for you could see dementors. Yeah, that's why they take the they take the hollow man serum from uh, the movie yeah. Hollow Man. Well, technically speaking, muggles can't see dementors, so don't even need to take this and uh, oh, yeah, maybe that. they're all muggles. So that's a two or a two for me and a one from Nick. Yeah. A, a brutal one out of seven. It's Let's not brutal. To- 
actor. All right. And let's start with Bird Box since we're on it. Okay. Uh, well, Julie Roberts is really good. Uh, the act, I can't believe I did that. That's hilarious. The actoring, I can. The, yeah, the actoring is, uh, I gave it a three because there are too many things that take you out of the, the performance. What's her face? Salazar? Something. What's her first name? Uh, uh, Alita. Alita Battle Angel. The Battle Angel from yeah, Alita Battle Angel. I have it written down. Rosa Salazar. Rosa Salazar is not a bad actress, but she's terrible in this. She's the yeah. like cadet. Woman, uh, you're going to talk about Machine Gun Kelly, I am sure. So I'll just skip over him, but big thumbs down for me, for him. And uh, the only kind of saving grace is that John Malkovich plays an excellent dick bag. Yeah. And uh, he's always great. You can put him in the worst movies. Sandra Bullock is just trying, just trying to not suck at acting in this. I mean, but it's not like the writing. Or the directing give them too much of the tools necessary to give a performance, and that's what actoring is. Yeah, it's are the performances believable? Do the actors give their best in our opinions? And then do the writers and the directors give them the the tools to give the best performances? And for me, it's it's a three, and it's only not a two because Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich. Yeah, well, well said. I I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, so. A, uh, below average, uh, like well below average. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Malkovich is obviously great. I love him in everything. He has like a dumb Russian accent in the movie Rounders and he's still, it's a wonderful character. Um, the only part that didn't work for me was when he was like drunk acting in the supermarket. He yeah. did that one shout that was kind of funny, but like, it's not good. Sandra Bullock is trying really hard and I don't really like Sandra Bullock. I'm going to talk about that later. Um, but I think that she's really trying with a really awful script. Yes. And yes. especially in the first scene when she's like, you are boy and you are girl. Oh, my God. I just think that they one thing that we talk about in this is like how believable the characters are. And I don't think they make you care about the characters. No. I don't care about her in the first scene because she's being low key abusive to these kids. Because she's, like, trying to protect them. She's a very unlikable character. Yeah, she's, like, so indifferent about what's happening in the world as, like, an artist. I mean, even from the beginning of the movie, in the the scene with her and her her sister, Sarah Paulson. That's what I'm talking about. She's, like, so indifferent about everything. Yeah, where she's, like, getting an ultrasound. She's just, like... She's like, well, I haven't been able to like eat very much with this condition or whatever she says. And she's like, oh, yeah, the the doctor's like, well, it's called pregnancy. You can say the name. Oh, and it's my like, God. oh, my God, dude. She just called it a, a, a condition a condition. Yeah. Like, what kind of evil lady is this? And then you just find out that she's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's just like it doesn't help. She's like, not that's not good character writing. There's no, no development. The really, the protagonist be- of the story is an unlikable like. Right. And then, like, and, and not, mean person. Yeah. Uh, and then, not only is there like John Malkovich in it, you have like a lot of really good actors. There's Jackie Weaver, Academy Award nominated Jackie Weaver, who's great in Animal Kingdom, the movie that Nick and I yeah. both love. And why is she even in this? She has like almost no lines. She's not, she doesn't do anything. I really like Trevante Rhodes. He was great in Moonlight, but like. Mm-hmm. The only thing I I do still like about him in Bird Box is I do believe in the romance between them. I yeah. think like it, he, they just have really good flirty scenes. Uh-huh. But then you have people like, why is Machine Gun Kelly in this movie? Why did Netflix pay Machine Gun Kelly to be in like five movies? Because he ha- he has more. He already has the dirt. He has more coming out. He's got a good agent. Yeah, I guess so. I also like Lil Ray Howery is is funny. I think that his character kind of works. His character's underwritten, but you kind of need, just like in Get Out, you need someone commenting on the absurdity of things. Like, I like that aspect of him, but him explaining everything that happens is just dumb. And maybe we'll get into that in originality. Um, I'm going to give it a two. I also think B.D. Wong is, like, inexcusably terrible in this movie. Um, Lots of actors are only used for a very short amount of time, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jackie Weaver, uh, Sarah Paulson. B.D. Wong. All yeah. three of them, they don't, they barely appear. And I think even that's John Malkovich what, to an extent, he does not even in the movie for that long. Right. I yeah. And the the one crazy guy that they let in is actually does a good acting performance. He's yes, always good, he is. but like whatever. Yeah. Let's move on to actoring. Before we move on, you yeah. want to highlight the horse line. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it goes in this section. Oh, man. There's this one part when, when she's like, uh, she's getting her the ultrasound. ultrasound scene. Uh, her sister is like talking about how when horses get pregnant, it knows right away. It changes the way it eats. Uh, it changes its gait. It says all that. And then she goes, it would have been great to have been a horse. We would have had a mother who actually raised us. Ooh. Like, like. Dumb writing. So that's bad, bad writing. So bad. And that's then they, such bad writing. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. Like they were, like the writers were like, "Oh, we need to, we need to introduce that these two are like this because their mom was not good, huh?" And then they're like, "Oh, let's we'll throw it into the horse scene." Right. Like that was their connecting theme. Uh, it's dumb. It's dumb. What's move? Right. So that's a, a one from. Wait, what was yours? A three from three. Nick and a two from me. Yeah. Uh, let's do actoring for uh, a quiet place. Why don't you start? I gave it a six. Okay. Um, there's not a whole lot of speaking in the movie. Um, it almost seems like I was rewatching it and I couldn't really remember when they start speaking, but they, they do start talking at a certain point. Yeah. After the kid freaks out because his dad, because John Krasinski starts talking and he's like, no, son, the river's loud. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Uh, something it's about that like kind of cracked me Native up. Native American. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, um... It's good. I mean, the, there's no performance in it that is not good. And um, in the case of Emily Blunt, her performance is excellent. It's unbelievably good. Uh, so I gave it a six. I don't have anything negative to say about it, but it's, I mean, it's not like perfect. There are child actors involved. So, you know. Yeah, it's actually interesting because the ch- one of the child actors is Noah Jupe, who is in Honey Boy. He's, he's great in Honey Boy. Oh, this is he year. in that? Yeah, he's the wow. one who plays young Shia when he's uh, um, in Even Stevens. And then he's also in Ford versus Ferrari. And he's not great in that, but he's fine. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, good, he's a serviceable young actor. He yes. kind of is a little too absurd in this, uh, in his fear. But I think he has like a health condition as well, um, at least at the beginning. Or I, I think he's sick at the beginning. Yeah, um, but I mean, he has every right to be terrified. Right, I uh, of course. And... and uh, Millicent Simmons, the the girl, I I love that they cast in an actually deaf girl to play yeah. that character. I think it really works for it. It especially works that they have to be speaking sign language the whole time. Yeah. Um, she's good. She's kind of annoying as a character, but I understand her her issue is that she feels guilt over the death of her brother, and. Um, she doesn't feel like her father loves her because of the way he reacted to that. Right. Um, I just, I mean, John Krasinski is also good. He has like the perfect face for a concerned dad with the, with the lines in his forehead. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, you just believe in it. He's such a good movie dad. You really believe in it. Um, also, I, I mean, the main thing that brings it to a six instead of a five, because it's not like you know, powerhouse performances overall, it's Sandra Bullock. And it takes a lot. Do you mean Emily Blunt? Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Julia Roberts. Uh, No, uh, Emily Blunt is so incredibly good in this movie. And and it's so difficult to portray the amount of emotion that she does without having many speaking lines. It's incredible. The whole sequence when she's in labor going to the bathtub it's it's unbelievable what she does. Her her shout is so believable. Whereas John Krasinski's shout when he finally lets it out to like sacrifice himself is almost hilarious. It's almost comical. I wrote it down as like um, oh yeah. It, it's I, maybe I wrote it down somewhere else. It just like uh, but you just really believe in these characters and, and they're both so good. So it's a it's a six for both of us. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to originality. Originality is basically like how creative the movie was. Did it need to be made? Um, if it was based off of other source material, did it really need to be made? And like, did it did it um, add something to the written uh, text? Um, so why don't we start with a quiet place? Okay, I want you to. I want you to go first on this one. Okay, I think that a quiet place is a six. Okay, I. Obviously, movies like The Happening had come out before and like other movies where you have to be quiet and there's like silent films that are great. Um, I just think that as opposed to like a natural like silent movie or something like The Artist that's like talking about like silent films, I think that the its usage and like reliance on physical acting 
and the way that they make the whole movie, when you see it in the trailer, you don't really believe that it's going to be like all silent, but it is, it's almost jarring when you're watching it on like how quiet it is. Something I wrote down is, um, it's incredible because I don't, I don't actually think that the sound in this movie is louder than the sound in other movies, No, but because so much of it is silent when there is a lot of noise in the movie, it, it automatically highlights that scene and becomes, like you said, it's like very jarring whenever there's any sort of sound in this movie. You, you're immediately like, oh, ah, right. ah." It's like, uh, we'll talk about it in spooktacularity, but it's something that brings in the thrill. It's like the jump scares really work. They're effective because of the elimination of sound. Um, And it makes you so focused. I remember, I mean, like, you didn't even, like, want to, like, eat something in the movie theater. Right. uh, Out of fear of ruining it. I saw it in theaters. Oh, I saw it in theaters. It was really fun. Um, It feels like a contained thriller. I really like contained thrillers. Yeah. Um, Like Buried or like Lock, the movie with Tom Hardy that takes place all in a car ride. Um, Things Mm. like that. There's a movie called The Guilty that they're remaking with Jake Gyllenhaal that is great for that too. Jakey G. I just think <laughs> I we both love Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I just think there's really clever twists uh, with the noises and the tension. Um, I especially really love the scene. The there there's just so many little things like barriers to them surviving. Yeah, that I think work. Like one scene that I really like is when the son and the daughter fall into the silo. And they're like drowning in the corn. Oh my god, dude! Is, I forgot how terrifying that scene is. It's a really what well a horrible written, way like, to terrifying go. Terrifying scene. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, to just drown in dry wheat or should whatever. Should we talk about like what doesn't work? Like why it's not a seven? Because like I have a few questions. So about I gave the it. Writing I, the I originally wrote down a four, which I think is too Whoa. harsh because I was like, I don't really know like what is necessarily original about the movie but i guess it's it's just that it's so quiet uh so i mean i i bumped it up to a five okay because i think that it is it's that that aspect of it makes it original but i think like you know the monsters aren't a super original looking monster they're well done but they're not like amazing uh the way that the monsters the backstory of the monsters i really like but i don't think it's original you kind of have to figure it out by reading things on the screen I don't think that John Krasinski's little whiteboard where he's like, what's the... It's literally like simple things like... What's the weakness? <laughs> they uh, they hear well. It's like it's, it's a like, very yeah. simple thing. It's like ears are good. Yeah. And, armor. And he, like, circles, it's like armor circled. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... It's just that like some of the things like that, like they don't seem necessarily original. However, I will talk about that when we talk about spooktacularity. Am I rating there? But My issue yeah. with the movie is that and this comes in originality, is that I'm left with a lot of questions. One, why would you have a baby? I get that they lost their son, but do you realize the strain you're putting your family under having a baby? A baby is noisy all the fucking time. It's, it's in, a risky thing. It's incredible thing. that the baby doesn't really cry after it's It kind of does, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Doesn't, it does, but not really, not like a newborn also, baby would. you have all the plan B and like contraceptives and stuff in, in birth control in the world. You could just go to a pharmacy and grab all that shit. Yeah, unless you have to make it. It's... I also like, I don't get how the monsters really work. Like, how are they not constantly freaking out at noises like creak sounds and stuff? I, if it was a monster that's searching for sounds, how do, does it just get used to those sounds? Because I don't really get that. I also just like, I don't understand what the monsters want. Like, they came yeah. here and like, See, I'm not, do they just want to eat? I'm like, not that bothered by that. It's, it's implied. Well, I still gave it a six. It's this implied like, that they arrive on a meteorite and a, you could then they just want just, to conquer. You could then just suppose that they accidentally showed up here on this meteorite and then we're yeah. like, well, I'm a living creature and I got to eat and dang, all these loudest shit people are tasty. I know. Right? And so it just snacks yeah. all the time. <laughs> I guess that's kind of fair. I mean, I just felt like I left the movie being like, why for a lot of it? And, uh, but one thing that does push it to a six that I didn't mention, it's a really well-written family drama. Yeah. Beyond just definitely. being like a thriller. Yeah. I'm not too bothered by that stuff. I think it's just more that I don't necessarily think that it's the, that creative. like outside of the the silent thing is it's that it's all that creative. Okay. Um however, yeah, I'll talk 
We'll I, have more, about... I have more to say when we get to spooktacularity, but yeah. let's do legacy. No, no, no. Let's oh, move no, on let's to originality Bird for Bird Box. Uh, so I, I'll start with this. Uh, I gave Bird Box an originality a one out of seven. Ooh, why? And, okay. I, gave it, I gave it a three. So, I mean, it's not like I think it's amazing. I had it at a two. I moved it down to a one. I just don't really think it needed to be made. I know that it was really successful for Netflix, but I don't think it added anything. I think that A Quiet Place added something. They brought in this family drama. Like, I, I think it's a well-written movie. It's creative in that way. I think and this is get, based uh, off of a book. Blunsky together, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We've we never really seen them on screen together, I guess. I don't um, think so. They're God, probably they're in something. Great couple. Email I just us. believe in them. Uh, Email us what movies they've been in together. Yeah. Or I'll just look it up on IMDb after. Yeah. Um, so I think Bird Box <laughs> was based off of a book. So that's even more like I just don't I don't think book, that book the box? Yeah. I guess that's what it's Bird called. Bird book box? Bird box. It's book. just that we already had a quiet place in that year. We had which isn't really fair because they might have been in development at the same time. We had the happening. I guess it's a little different than both and interesting in its own way, but it doesn't really stand out with any ideas or mysteries. And I don't really think anything is creative in the story. Like even the concept of the of birds like detecting things like a canary in a cave is not that clever. I don't. I thought it was really well done in the movie Arrival. Whereas in this one, it's not even important. You don't really know why they chose to call the movie Bird Box. The the box doesn't matter. I think in the pitch meeting that Screen Rant talks about, they're like, well, like. Would it, a, the, the, the whole concept of the birds and how they work with it just doesn't really work. Like, why would you need to keep it in a box or any of that? Does she, does Sandra Bullock find the birds in a supermarket? There were birds in that supermarket. They were just like saving them, I guess, because they were creatures. They had them in the cart. What kind of and supermarket also sells birds? Yeah, I guess like a Petco. I don't know. They're not in a Petco. They're in like a... Safeway. Well, it's like a giant market. It's like think of it like a Dude, Target. Type I think place. that's illegal. I yeah. don't think you can sell. Oh, yeah, you can't sell them dirty pet birds and birds and like so many fucking diseases. cucumbers in the same area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not. I just like I none no. of the ideas in the movie are creative in any Fake way. Fake news. It's a one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I gave it a I gave it a three because I do think that the idea of Bird Box could have been good. Uh, like it, like I, I, what's the, the actor that's in get out? What's his name? Lil Ray Howery. So I think his character's explanation of like all of these ancient religions in which there's some sort of like harbinger of, of, uh, like death that comes to you and, and shows you like something and then, and then cleanses the earth of like that idea is could be cool in a movie. It's right. just that they butchered it. Yeah. It is so poorly executed that it just is like everything that is original about it that would, that in my mind would give it a, a three out of seven rating is just butchered. So it can't get any higher than that. Like it's, it, it's just, it's not even ugh. just that for me. It's that like even the terror part of it, like the scene where everyone's freaking out in the streets and stuff and killing themselves. I've seen that twice. I've seen that in The Happening, though it was terrible in that. And I've seen that in The Andromeda Strain. It's mm. almost the same exact thing. So none of that was interesting or new or creative to me. And then even the whole concept of having like crazy people be the ones that are like like able to survive because like yeah. nothing can make them crazy or they already want to kill themselves. So like, what is this going to change? Yeah. They just become like prophets of the invisible monster. Dementors. Yeah. It's beautiful. Why don't you take a look? It's beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I want you to see like, it. Yeah. I want you to see it. <laughs> like if you want to see crazy people like <laughs> losing their mind and like killing people, the movie, the crazies is like a good version of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it gets a one. I didn't find any of it clever. So a one and a three, a one and a three. Let's move on to legacy. Oh, yeah. look at that rhyme, baby. Oh, oh, oh. freestyling. I'm, I'm better than, uh, and you do know it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, better than machine gun Kelly already. Oh yeah. Fuck you. Machine gun Kelly. Uh, uh, so legacy, we just talk about um, where does this stand in the history of movies? Uh, will it age well? 
Um, are people still talking about it? Like, how did it, how, how were the reactions to the movie, you know, outside mm-hmm. of just our own reactions? Okay. So let's talk about Bird Box. Why don't we? Um, okay. So I'm going to take the Kane Holloway approach to yeah. uh, rating Legacy here and give it a five because Fair. I think it's the room of horror movies. Uh, one of no, nah, there's worse. No, nah, there's way room. There's way more the rooms of horror movies, but uh, it's one of them because it's a turd. Yeah, and uh, people it's talk turd about box. turds. Yeah, people like to talk about turds. I'm giving it a three. I want to give it a low one because in my mind, its legacy is just terrible. Like okay. I just want to forget it. But I do talk about it a lot. You do. And so... <laughs> you have a nickname for it and everything. People also, like, loved this movie. They Who? really loved Who it. Who are you? Show so yourselves. Netflix said that 45 million accounts watched Bird Box on its opening weekend, which or opening week, uh, uh, which has to be fake, um, it, or, or we're just all stupid as a society. Or they started it, and they got 30 minutes in, and they were like, mm-mm. Yeah, nope, this is a problem. They were like, Julia Roberts looks weird in this. Yeah, she kind of looks like Sandra Bullock. Why didn't they just cast her? <laughs> this is just a dumb joke that's going to live on forever. The legacy of this joke will live on longer than this movie. The, so somehow it also has like a 63% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, which Hilarious. I don't get. Hilarious. I don't get that at all. It has a 51% on Metacritic, which is usually a lot stricter. Um, its success might, may have been manipulated by Netflix, though. It came out that so this is like a really memed movie. This is one of the most memed movies ever, mm-hmm. um, especially just the meme of uh, Sandra Bullock like blind uh, blindfolded in a boat, like, <laughs> like <laughs> looking, looking like a fool. Um, <laughs> but it came out that Netflix had bought like tw- Twitter bots. Sorry for that double entendre Bot, there. Bots, um, bots, and uh, and and like made it made it trend. Which is fucked up, but like that's such a Netflix thing. There's not really oh, a lot dude. of consensus on whether this movie is bad. I think it's awful, and I can't understand that's why it's That's hilarious to me. It's a turd. It's I a think people, really bad movie. I think most people watch it, and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a forehead slapper the whole way through. You're yeah. just slapping your forehead like, no way. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's kind of frustratingly so. So, I don't know. That's a three from me, a five from Nick. I mean, you have to give it credit because it does have a legacy. And I Netflix did. is making a lot of movies based off of the success of Bird Box. I mean, there's even one called Earthquake Bird that um, <laughs> maybe I'll mention later. It's I hear it's just bad. Let's let's talk about on the other hand. Let's talk about uh, a quiet place. Okay, for so what do you th- what do you think of the, the legacy of a quiet place? Oh yeah, legacy, because sorry. I kind of didn't know that they were going to actually go through with the the sequel. So that kind of changes my thoughts on it. So what do you think here? So I don't necessarily want a sequel. Me either. But I do think the ending allows for a sequel in a cool way, and I'm not going to be that mad. I just don't. I don't. Like when an, a director comes, you know, John Krasinski had made stuff before, but like this was like his really successful movie. You don't really need to make a sequel. Here's the thing. The movie made $340 million worldwide. That's awesome. Off of a $19 million budget. That's crazy. It made $50 million in April. Like April is not a good month for non-Marvel movies. And it, and it has a sequel. So, like, people really trust in Krasinski as a director. And and for good reason. He he really... It, yeah, it was well done. It's a great movie. Nothing I mean, is bad about it. No. So, what is what was your rating in Legacy? So, I'm giving it a five. Okay. Slightly above average. Because I don't think it's, like, that talked about. But I even though I don't view it as, like, a standard horror, it's more of a thriller for me. Yeah. It does have a supernatural element to it with the monsters. And it's filled with terror. And I think a lot of people, you know, really, it's put, like movies like Get Out and Hereditary, it's really pushing forward these genres, these like horror thriller type things, or pushing forward the genre. And, um, you know, it didn't create, somehow it didn't create a lot of memes like Bird Box. So it's hard to really read. Yeah, it's hard to gauge its legacy. So I initially rated it a four before knowing that it had a sequel because I think that it just has like a kind of an average sort of following do i think it deserves more kind of sort of yeah like i think that maybe it should have more of a legacy so i actually didn't know they greenlit the sequel and that was gonna happen but i mean 
I, I kind of want to move it up to a five, but I don't know if I should just stick with my original rating because I'm like, I don't know what about it is necessarily like stuck in the 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 psyche of, of everybody out there. Like it's not. That's what. Okay. So I was going to say that. that it, I made was, a, it made a ton of money too. I didn't realize that it made, I mean, it made I don't a even ton know of the math there. Not only that, I walked out of it. 20 times its budget? Yeah. Something like that? More I walked that. out of it. Thinking, okay, so it got a 95% from uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. 95% of critics liked it more than they didn't like it. Yeah. And I walked out being like, really? You guys didn't have like any problem with this movie? I mean, I don't personally, but I was just shocked by that. So I don't know. It had like, its legacy might be great because it's it really became like almost a prestigious movie. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to give it a five, a slightly I'm above I'm just going to stick with the four because Fair. these are arbitrary ratings and I want to make a point. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's end this with spooktacularity. Spooktacularity. What? Let's well, say this well, one on the count. Wait, go ahead. Well, well no, no. So for like spooktacularity, just to explain. Right, right, right. We take our spectacularity category, which just talks about your engagement, like how engaged you were, whether you were focused on the time, whether you were distracted or whether you were really invested. And then we mix it with like, horror and thrillers and whether it was you know creepy um did it did it expertly use terror or was it reliant on jump scares or were the jump scares like perfectly timed and like well done um were you really engaged in the mystery of the movie and like did the plot twist like kind of creep you out make you think a little bit speaking about jump scares real quick dude the last sip of a kombucha talk about jump scares oh yeah it's jarring yucky yeah oof it's just okay. really bubbly and kind of gross. And it's just like got that, that What's, gunk down there. Anyways, I'm sorry, man. You look traumatized. Let's say the let's, let's say start our, with a quiet place. Let's do our ratings for quiet place on like on the count of three. Yeah. Three, two, one, Six. seven. Whoa! Oh, okay. okay, you go. I kind of thought you'd give it a seven because upon rewatching this movie, the movie's an hour and a half long. Actually, I think it might just be under. Wonderful. Hour and a half. Great. Perfect so there's length. a bunch of, yeah, there's, it's perfect. There's a bunch of things that I was trying, I was, I watched this movie again, I re-rated it and I was like, it's a seven. It's perfect. For what it is, it is engaging mm. the whole way through with no real lulls to me that I thought were noteworthy. It is an hour and a half of pure, what Terror. is, what is going to happen? Yeah. It's not necessarily terror terror, tension but it's tension and engagement yeah purely for for an hour and a half right and it's a lot of it is because of its length it is perfectly engineered for for this genre and there's a couple things that i just want to highlight in spooktacularity because i love this stuff it is a little bit cloverfield-y in the way that you have to piece together where the monster came from and what the monsters are you have to read the news articles right i didn't even catch it you have to see you have to see that it says like meteorite crashes in blah 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 and then it says something about like the military can't get through their armor and then you have to see like it's quiet it's sound you must be quiet and then it's like the the head like front page of the new york times is 10 tips to survive the monsters or something like that. Right. You, you have to piece things together. You don't get any exp- like it's just engaging all the way through. And I love monster movies like this. Mm-hmm. Like I just love monster movies and watching this one. I was like, this is one of the, the best, not like it's just one of the best monster movies that I can think of in okay. terms of how sucked into it. You are by every element kind of coming in into combining in, in like what I think is a pretty perfect way. I know why it's not a, a seven for me. Why? Because we, ch- because we're doing spooktacularity. It's, this is my issue. I love monster movies too, but I don't leave the, even though it's not a horror movie, a strictly horror movie. I don't leave the movie being a, like kind of fucked up over the monster. My counter, my counter movie. I really love Cloverfield. The first movie that actually kind of messed me up for a little bit because if that had happened, like if that came to the city, it's the the movie ends in a really sad and destructive way. Like everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, they nuked the city. It's been out yeah. for a while. Um, but it, there's something about that that scared me and the fact that you don't see the monster very often in Cloverfield is yeah. scary. And something okay. about that kept me engaged in a 
horror-ish way or thriller-ish way. Whereas I don't think the monsters are scary at all in this. No, they could have been done a different way to allow you a little bit more, but it would have taken away from the the vision that Krasinski obviously had for how this movie was going to look. Right, and I and I don't... Okay, so I'll tell you why it's a six, though, and not like a five. All right. Uh, it would never be a five, but the, what kept me engaged, I did like a little timestamp of everything, the, how well paced this movie is in terms of tension, as you were just saying. You start with a cold open where their son dies. Dude, I also right love before that John it starts Krasinski with day eighty nine. Oh yeah, love it. Well, it's day eighty nine. You don't need any. You don't need any explanation before that, and then it jumps almost a year or a year and like a few days yeah, afterwards. Yeah, year and change. And you, so you start. You get the stakes of the movie immediately. It keeps and it's and it's a really really sad way that that kid dies. The kid's a little bitch, but like he dies and it's sad. And John Krasinski kids, is so close to grabbing him. Listen to your family when yeah. they're like, "Don't put the batteries in your toy spaceship you found." Listen, yeah. listen to your families. And then, twenty minutes into the movie, you get another really tension-filled moment where the kid Noah Jupe's character accidentally knocks over the lamp and they all freak out oh my God. and then the and then the raccoons are outside causing noise and they're like oh thank god but then you see the monster kill one of the raccoons so you're like oh shit they're close by there it is yeah. this is this oh, is I love expert- that too another thing about the papers it says three known in area yeah like it, they've done enough scouting to know, I know where, how many monsters are nearby yeah so I don't good. even know why you put that on paper like you you just know it in your head that three well are they known can't that- really talk necessarily yeah so I guess so if someone else wants writing to see things it. yeah and then you get 35 minutes in they give you just a shot of the nail sticking up which was really dumb of her not to like when the, when the bag was caught on oh, something, she didn't check it. You know what's even worse? Is when she steps on the nail and doesn't do anything about the nail. Someone else could have stepped on that yeah, afterwards. She, and so they give you that. that That's something that it's like Chekhov's gun. You know that that nail is going to have to be used at some point. And so then it's like starting at 42 minutes, it's just nonstop terror for the rest of the movie. It's not necessarily scary, but every single thing that happens once the guy starts shouting in the woods is just oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- when he just looks at them because he's so sad that his wife died and he's like, fuck this. I just want to die. And I'm also crazy. Yeah. Um, it's nonstop terror. Every single or, or attention, every single moment is crazy until the end, like literally until the last scene where she just cocks the gun. And oh, so. Dude. I also think the score, I always got to mention, the score keeps you really engaged because there's not a lot of score in it, but when it is in there, it's beautifully done. used perfectly. You know, I already talked about how great the moment is when the, oh man, when the monster comes downstairs and the the basement is flooding and she has to grab the baby before it wakes up and the monster's coming and then go behind the water, that's just like... That is the moment of horror when the monster's right outside. It reminds me exactly of Alien when, Al- when yeah. the alien's right in Ripley's face. It's a little bit like uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, too, where they have to go yep. behind the water fountain and the T-Rex. Yeah. Yep. It's great. And so it, I like all that. I, I That keeps it there. It's the problem is that he made this spooktacularity, and I'm just not going to lose any sleep over the events that happened. That's fair. Um, I think it's perfectly paced, like you said, and I, I give it a seven. So, so let's add it up. Let's add it up. Did we do spooktacularity for Bird Box? We didn't do it. Oh, we didn't. Did we do it? I don't think we did it. We didn't. Let's just do. It I really then. don't want to talk about it. We so we will just watch this. We tried to watch this movie. Uh, Gabe and I just now we watched an hour of it, and we were like, dude, like we got stuff to do today. Yeah, let's not. It's <laughs> two hours long. It's two hours long. It's, it's a half an hour longer. Then Quiet Place, for That's no reason. We, we talk about that all the time in Spectacularity. That the, is it, if it's long, like, does it keep you engaged? It didn't. We no. got cut out of it. It's um, a two. Straight I'm giving up. it a two also. Um, a quiet Place is shorter, more engaging in every single second. I do have to point out, I said this to Nick as we were watching, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, like, the best, some of the best people at making scores, they make some of our favorite movies. Uh, did the score for this, but you could barely tell. For Bird Box. It's, Honestly, it's it was manipulative nuts. in a lot of scenes. It was kind of annoying. It's nuts. It's just, 
it's just not an engaging movie. It's not a creepy movie. It's not a scary movie. The back and forth between the two different timelines, like in the river, five well, years in the future, like blah, 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 is just doesn't work. Your point earlier is perfect about the spookiness of it. it. By not showing the monster, you are taking away from the terror. We don't really know the stakes. The only stakes is that you kill yourself. Like, okay, everyone has to like kind of balance that in their mind every day regardless <laughs> oh my <laughs> god i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so dark but there's just like not really any twists in the movie it's not like no there's no 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 the only thing that keeps <laughs> it from like a one is that there are when i watched this the first time i was like what's going on like how are they going to resolve this what's going to happen in this yeah you want um, there to be something there's enough the mystery yeah yes. i pointed out there's a line where john Mal- uh, malkovich is like when they're in the the store he's like how is that guy still alive and it's like oh maybe some people can survive uh when they're out in the wild all the deaths aren't like sad or engaging because at no point do you care about any character except maybe sandra bullock and you don't really I mean, it's kind of sad when she's mean. It's kind of sad when her boyfriend like dies later in in the future. But it's like just because he like risks it. But then I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's engaging because it's kind of like Suicide Squad where you kind of just have to watch it because it's like so fucking like it's one of those, man. Yeah. But I mean, it's like a car car crash. that You won't look away. It's twos all the way. Yeah. Uh, For me. So that's. Twos from both of us. Right. Oh, y- y- didn't you give a one for eye candy? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly two. All right. Oh, no, no you no. went all around. I meant twos in, in, well, uh, in spectacularity. What's your, what's your total for Bird Box? 14. Damn. I gave it a 10 out of 35. Wow, <laughs> I was, dude. I think I gave it the same score that I gave uh, Suicide Squad, unless I gave that a nine. Oh, I don't know. It's bad. Uh, I, it's one of my least favorite movies of the last few years. 24 out of 70 for that one. Okay. Combined. And then my, I mean, my rating for A Quiet, for a quiet place. place is higher than our combined ratings for Oh, wow. For Bird yeah, Box. same with me. It's yeah. a 28 for me. Same with me. Okay, look at that. Yeah. We're cute. I th- yeah, I think we balanced We're it out. We're so cute. 28 yeah. out of 35 from each of us, so that's, uh, what is that? 56. 56 out of 70, which is solid. It's not like right? a fantastic movie, yeah. but it is, it's great. It's, it's like a great, fun dude. movie to rewatch. I'm um, uh, really excited for that sequel. And I'm excited for I'm everything that John I'm very glad does. we did this pairing. Yeah. Who is your MVP? Um, of both MVP of the movies. is John Krasinski because yeah. he is so bad at making hearing aids that he saves the world. Yeah, he's the accidental MVP. Uh, he is so bad at making hearing aids that he solves his question of what's the weakness that he yeah. writes on the little whiteboard. Right. Who's yours? Um, I want to say I was going to say Emily Blunt because her acting is so good. It's just like and I will keep rewatching. Shotgun cut. Oh, it's so, so good. She's so good at playing a cool character. There, I was listening to a podcast where someone was like, if they were to make a female Bond, they should do Emily Blunt. I think that's. A- absolutely true yeah because edge of tomorrow she's a badass sicario she's, she's a so badass. good um she's beautiful too but i'm gonna say krapinski or whatever you said uh it's krablonski krablonski because i just they are such an awesome couple and yeah. it works so fucking well they're, uh, uh, they're on one of julian my favorite uh, hollywood couples yeah has to be if okay i got a question krablonski 2020 oh do you have an lvp uh lvp Mm-hmm. Birds. Birds. <laughs> They're not even real, dude. Birds aren't real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, I love that meme where it's like, true or false, are birds real? <laughs> or, or like, true or, or no, uh, truth or dare. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the one where it's uh, birds before Red Bull was invented? And like it's like pictures of birds with their wings edited oh, off. So awesome. they're just floating around. And then it says after Red Bull. And then it's the pictures with wings. It's so dumb. Yeah, Red Bull gives you wings. It gives you wings. Get it? Yeah. Uh, my LVP is the monsters in Bird Box because they are stupid. Yeah. You I mean air and wind? I hate, to be honest, I, I, I always list <laughs> when people say, what are your pet peeves? One of them is wind. I know that it's not like necessarily a pet peeve, but I hate wind. I understand that you need it for sailing and you need it to like change weather. But like, I hate wind, Nick, to a high degree. 
if you live in Boston or like Chicago oh or something, God, you dude. know how awful oh. wind is. Wind ruins everything. Oh, I'm crying. My yeah. palms are sweaty. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay. If you had to lose a sense or something, if, if a monster came and you had to like lose a sense or something, what would it be? Or not even a sense. Like, you know what I mean. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, let's see. Smell or taste have to go. It's got to be smell or taste. That's what I was thinking. But I like smells mostly and I like tastes always. Here's the problem. If you get rid of smell, then you don't taste. Then you don't have a lot of taste. You have some some taste, taste. but not the right kind. So it can't be those. And Uh, if like there's a gas leak, you die. I mean, they put that as Ross... the leak as ross geller taught us in friends like that was (laughs) the smell was put into gas so we know when there's a leak i mean that's tough dude i guess it would be that sense of like uh like when you're you're like nervous and your palms start sweating like like mine did before they they quizzed me on on, well actually yeah and then my knees were weak my arms were heavy there was vomit on my sweater already. It was mom's spaghetti. I'm going to go with smell. But on the surface, I looked calm and ready. <laughs> ready to drop out. <laughs> I'm going to go with smell. I, I, you were right, though. I couldn't exist in a quiet place. I would die straight so up quickly, the first dude. moment they came. It I'd be like, start, the wind would pick up. You'd be like, I hate wind. And then they just... Wah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, <laughs> do you... not? You don't have to list like top 10, but just because John Krasinski is so great in this, do you have like favorite movie dads you want to shout out? Oh, He's such a good such movie a dad. Good question. Uh, Actually, you know what? Let's do a podcast on on movies that like a common theme is like fatherhood and then we'll do that question okay but we have to remember to we'll, shout we'll out we'll do John a Krasinski. movie daddy podcast Ooh, daddies sure. i got a mustache right now so i look like a daddy it's uh i haven't, com- daddy. I haven't commented on it since you showed up in my apartment so i got one last question in the accolade section do yeah. you like sandra bullock not particularly i thought nah. she was julia roberts on accident yeah. so that's so probably kind of telling like, she's good in Miss Congeniality and, like, Gravity, but something about her bothers me, and I've never liked her. Her face seems plasticky. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, a surgery thing or just no, the way her face is, No, she's always looked that you know? way. I don't um, know. I don't know. She's a good actress. I just don't like her. All right. Let's, um, okay. Uh, let, do you, you want to... Let's... We got a facelift, right? Oh, yeah. Do we you want a facelift? Lift? Okay, let's do it. We've Bird got Box. a facelift yeah. Bird Box because we gave it such a low How rating. do we make Bird Box better? How do we make Bird Box better? One, show the monsters. Two, make them interesting. Three... Don't hire Machine Gun Kelly. Don't hire Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, Give four more uh, John Malkovich, less not John, John Malkovich. Mal- <laughs> uh, Shout out Taylor <laughs> Silva. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough to explain why Bird Box is bad. It's just, it's like I said, it's the. It could be a cool. Ooh. It could be cool, but I, I would. So one thing is, I would maybe show what the people who start to kill themselves see before they die. True. I, I think that Sooner you would need to under- rather yeah. than later instead of just having Sarah Paulson go, what? What? What is that? Or that one woman who's like, mom? Yeah. <laughs> and, then yeah. She, and then she slowly crawls into a burning vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and well, another thing you pointed this out, uh, don't start the movie at the end. Like that's not clever. They do it and it's like six months earlier. It's like, I mean, like, no, I need to understand what world we're yeah, in. Obviously, sometimes that works, but it's typically when the end subverts your expectations. Yeah. But the end of this movie is like such, again, it's like such a, a facepalm thing where you're like, Oh, like oh, they, they go, go to, to a, a place, place where, where everyone's blind. blind. And, it's, and it's in like a garden so that birds can be around them all the time so they can tell if <laughs> monsters so are coming. Oh, dumb. Yeah, All it's right. yeah. There's not much of a facelift except like make a better movie. There's too many things to lift. I yeah, I agree. We're not strong. Uh, do enough. you have any recommendations that are like similar to this movie or um, these movies that people should watch? I have I, one that you've seen. Which one? Hush. Which it's one? Is horror hush? movie. I know I've seen it's that. a horror movie. You can find it on Netflix. It has um, the guy from uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane and uh, the Newsroom. Yeah, it's. This woman goes to, uh, she lives like kind of in a secluded place um, and she's deaf. She can't hear anything. 
I just ex- <laughs> I, you guys know what that is. Yeah. So continue um, talking. That's when you make sounds with your mouth. Right. She's deaf, and there's a guy in her like neighborhood who's killing people. He goes on a killing spree that night, like a serial killer. Oh yeah. And she. And, and he goes to kill her, but he's one of those, like, serial killers that needs to, like, it needs to be a game to him. Right. And she doesn't notice him. And it's really good. Like, I'm explaining it in a horrible way, but it's, if you want, like... That is a, a good movie. An easy horror to watch, horror thriller to watch, that one is good. It's a cool idea of, like, a, if you're deaf, you can't tell that someone is chasing after you. It, it works really well, and not in a funny way. That's good. I'm trying to think of a monster movie that I would recommend, but honestly, Mash? I would. Uh, the other day at work, uh, they were playing holiday songs, and I think someone just played like a holiday playlist. So it was like Christmas songs, oh, and, and then Halloween the songs. Monster Mash yeah. came on after, and I was like, "Dude, it's November." Yeah. Uh, anyways, I. Uh, I would recommend that everyone just go back and rewatch Cloverfield because Cloverfield's oh, a fantastic movie. And 10 Cloverfield Lane. And 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane is so good because you don't know what the terror is. There's right. two different types in it. Right. Um, and you should go back and rewatch those. That's, yeah. That's my rec. I totally agree. Okay, so... You want to plug our pluggables? Yep, we're going to plug our pluggables. Thank you for listening to this. Please, uh, if you haven't already, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on any podcast platform. And if you can't, please reach out to us if you would rather not listen to it on Spotify or Apple. Because uh, I'll go and put us on the weirdest third, uh, third-party third uh, providers. Um, you can find us on Instagram. If you're not following us, please go follow us. We are Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. And we're on Twitter as well. We're at Facing Off Pod. And then please give us some feedback. Let us know how you rate these movies. None of you guys have done that so far. We would love to see an email. You could say mean things to me. I gotta say this all the time. Send us an email. Send us hate mail. Facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me too. I'm at Gabe underscore Siegel on uh, uh, Instagram. And. Uh, yeah, or, or you yeah. can follow Nick on Twitter if you want to. Um, you could. And so that's well, it. It wouldn't be very interesting for you, but you could. Do you have a send-off, Nick? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>